0: Wow. My mic finally works. It only took, I'm not kidding, an hour. I don't know what happened, but uh, I've been trying to record for like an hour. I literally recorded an entire episode before this and my mic pickup picked up nothing. So, um, I'm going to try to run this off the top of my head again after I had a full conversation with you guys. It's always great to like, you know, I feel like I lose my primitive technology skills. Uh, I feel that, um, I can like troubleshoot things but then like I try to troubleshoot it and like it just shits out on me and I don't understand because it's not like we're like in 2010 and I'm using a fucking I don't know like a toaster oven to record this on like this is like decently decently nice quality equipment so I don't yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm done already. <laughs> it's been a minute in, and all I can talk about is how bad it is, but, um, what's up, guys? Meta Killers Podcast. Another one, another one, as DJ callow would say, new album came out, please don't listen to it, it's trash. Um, except for the Juice World song, we all knew that was going to be good. Um, but yeah, I'm here today to talk about some new archetypes that were just kind of released, and... Some cool new Rogue strategy for you guys. Because I know my viewers love the Rogue. And I personally really like these three decks. Uh, I think they're really interesting. Well, I take that back. Labyrinth isn't interesting. But it's a cool deck. Like, I can't get mad. Um, And I think all three of them might have some effect on what you see at Locals. Or even on the regional level. I don't think these are... One of them arguably, you could say may change the meta slightly. However, the other two are not going to be meta defining, but they're gonna be really cool decks um, that I feel like you could take to an event and play well with. And I think these decks all together are really cool, and I definitely think that um, after a while when the prices start to to dip a little bit because let's be honest, um, all three of these decks aren't too crazy um i don't think any of them are really more overpowered than the other i don't think i think this the set is mostly booty cheeks um i'll be honest with you i think the reprints are what everybody's going in for like the draw and lockbirds which they are short printing guys so um if you're looking to pick up a set don't buy a box just buy the singles they're short printing it um i know for a fact because i've watched people open boxes it's supposed to be two and lockbirds to a box which is stupid um thanks konami for short printing another good card that uh budget players could use um but yeah they're short printing that i think pretty sure they're short printing the cyclones and the anti-spells as well so um yeah i would just pick up the singles man it's Unless you really want any of the three decks, um, then I would pick up a box because, you know, in the end it'll probably be worth it. Um, But yeah, this is another, I feel like, a legendary (laughs) duelist deck. But yeah, we'll start out with the first one. So the first one is Valiance, and this is the Pendulum Archetype. And I say Pendulum in quotations because it doesn't Pendulum Summon at all. It's literally just there. Like, it has a Pendulum Scale to have a Pendulum Scale. I've never seen this deck actually Pendulum Summon. Um, Imagine playing a board game on a Yu-Gi-Oh, mat. Have you ever wanted to go to your locals and confuse the living hell out of every single person you've played? Have you ever said, hmm, I don't really like Yu-Gi-Oh, but I love board games. How can I make Yu-Gi-Oh more complicated to the point where I'm actually not having fun... I'm thinking strategically, all to just get blown away by a lightning storm and a dark ruler. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and all my non-binary people, guess what? It's called Valiance. So this is a pendulum archetype based on moving your monsters in the spell trap zone, moving them to the pendulum scale. Essentially, it's a stupid deck that just moves. It's it's a column-based deck. And um I think column-based decks are cool. Like, uh, Magical Musketeers, love it. I think it's sick. Um, S-Force for a while, I I tried to pick up S-Force. I have most of it. It's just a fun deck. Um, Valiance, if you want to DDD your brain to... If you want to ascend into Goku-level just brain power, then sure, you could play this deck, but, like, why would you? And, like all honesty like why <laughs> but i mean if you really like pendulum um cards and you really like board games i think this is be a really cool archetype to pick up and it's going to be pretty cheap um so this deck considering the power level it's not reaching the other two the other two are much more powerful and i won't say more interesting but definitely more powerful i think this deck has a cool niche um, for example, uh, there's this old card called Senate Switch, and the archetype can search it, which, cool, they based it off a really old card, I really like that, actually, and, you know, I, I kind of like the mechanic, like, I'm not gonna sit here and say I think the deck is bad or anything, because it it definitely has its uses, but, um, man, (laughs) it's just too much, I, I would, it's, it's like, imagine playing, like, if you guys have played elements, you understand, like, the RNG is crazy, and you mill, and then your mills decide everything. Well, imagine that, but on crack. On literal crack. And that's, like, every Valiant player ever. <laughs> so, uh very confusing archetype. I probably would recommend waiting a little bit, because the deck is going to die out, and people... All the prices are going to plummet. You probably could pick up the deck for, like, 20 bucks, and I think... For picking up an entire deck for 20 bucks, it's going to be really cool. And then that will leave you some options for, like, side deck. I'll leave you some options for some hand traps to pick up. Like, overall, I think you're honestly really going to be making it out better if you wait on this archetype. So, um, the next one I have here is Labyrinth, guys. Labyrinth. So, Labyrinth is a normal trap deck. So, what I mean by that is all of the monsters search normal traps. And that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's pretty good. Like, I think being able to search normal traps, just any normal trap, is pretty good. Um, I actually, so I went to Locals today, and I didn't, like, play in the tournament because, um, oh, well, I guess I can throw this in here. If anybody's going to be at the Kentucky Regional September, I think it's 16th or 17th, I will be there. So, like, hit me up on Twitter. Um, I put my Twitter and, like, all of my episodes, I think, and we can meet up, like, do some cool shit, like, playtest. I'm down for anything, and I just want to meet you guys because, honestly, y'all make me happy. Um, But, yeah, back to the, the good old Labyrinth. So, Labyrinth is like a normal trap card archetype, which um has an insane resource game. I will say, playing it today, I think the resource game is really crazy on this deck. Like, being able to... So, if you don't know the boss monster, essentially, well, the, the, the boss monster right now, because they are getting a new boss monster in Dark Wing Blast, which is... If you've ever read that card, um, that archetype will be decently better when it gets that. But the um, boss monster they have now essentially says you can't respond to your normal their normal trap cards, which that's, like, insane. Um, also, it lets you set your normal trap cards from the grave. So being able to set, like, an IDP... Or a Welcome Home Labyrinth, which is the one that specials one from deck. Like, there's so many options. Compulse is a really good normal trap card. Being able to literally just play Trap Trick to get into any card in your deck is insane. Like, I'll just start off with that. I think it's a really good trap deck. Would I play it over Eltlich? Probably not. I think Eltlich is definitely better. Um, Has more resources, gant Grind, than Labyrinth. Although it is kind of close. Um, But, yeah, I still would go with Outletch. But if you're looking for, like, a cool new deck to try out, I think Labyrinth is awesome for that. Um, Also, I love the artwork. All of the artwork is sick. Um, They have little monsters that you send to the graveyard to set normal trap cards to your, your, like, back row. And I think that art looks sick. Um, I just could not see myself picking up this deck right now. Um, maybe waiting just a little bit for those prices to die down. Just a little bit, just a little, little bit, you know, just just waiting. Um, but if you're really looking for, like, a, a good trap archetype that may get better with upcoming support, I would pick it up if you're, like, really interested in it. And I feel like you could probably pick up the whole deck for, like, $50 maybe. And then that could give you, like, the, the money to, like, pick up better traps like IDPs... Um, which I think is pretty necessary, like Ice Dragon Prisons for people to know what IDP means, and then um, just like some other good trap cards, and like you could even—I know a lot of people aren't like rarity whores, but like you could totally like bump up the rares to like the rare compulses to like supers or something. You can make them look all pretty. Um, but yeah, that that archetype is really cool. I think it has a great grind game, and if you're looking for like a new trap archetype. Definitely pick it up. I I feel like it would be cool if you're really, really invested. So the last archetype is the one that may have... Has the most potential. And I personally think it's the coolest out of all of them. And it's already seeing kind of meta play. And the deck I will be talking about is Runic. So if you guys do not know what Runic is, it is essentially... Playing Mystic Mind Burn without the Burn or Mystic Mind. So the objective of the deck is to essentially banish and mill out your opponent. So how do they do this? So they do this by using quick play spell cards. And the quick play spell cards are pretty cool. So essentially they are... Oh my god, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh my god. (laughs) Sorry guys, it's been a long day. Plus, now my computer screen is not working. You you see, technology is screwing me over today, man. It it has been rough. There we go, oh my god. (laughs) But, um... Runic. Runic is milling out your opponent by banishing the top cards of their deck. And all of it comes through quick play spells. Which your whole deck is a quick play spell all 40 cards that you run are quick play spells okay really cool but i know what you're thinking you're gonna immediately use the lose to anti-spell or if they ever bring imperial order back please do not bring imperial order back you lose right well yes and no um the deck actually thought about it and has kind of in archetypal outs to the actual floodgates which Cool. Like, really cool, actually. Um, I will just say, right now, I played Runic... Against Runic on Thursday with... uh played one of my friends, Marcus. And that game went to the literal end. If I would have not had my end phase effect of Rika Petal to Special Summon herself, I would have lost the game and got milled out. It is an insane deck that does so much for, like, so little of a cost the cost is that you do not get a battle phase which yes that sucks however if you're trying to set up a board i would much rather skip my battle phase to be able to use these crazy powerful spells than anything else now the drawback is they're all quick play spells so how are we going to defend ourselves we have no monsters right well, here, crazy idea. What if they put all the monsters in the extra deck and they special summon themselves using the quick play spells? And those monsters search the field spell, which the field spell is insane. And I'm, I'm going to explain that too. So instead of playing monsters in the main deck, you're playing all your monsters in the extra deck. And all your monsters... You can get off of a quick play spell. So all the quick play spells have one effect, and then the second effect is special summon a runic from your extra deck to your extra monster zone. And they have to go to the extra monster zone. And they're all fusions. Um, And they each do something slightly different, but most of the time you just want it to search the field spell. It's like a link one, but not really a link one, if you know what I'm saying. Um, And the field spell is probably the most broken part of the deck to be totally honest with you. So, I want you to think about this. You're milling your opponent out. You're realizing you're running out of cards, right? Because doing that activating quick play after quick play after quick play, you're going to you're going to lose a lot of your hand. Well, don't fret because the field spell is a field spell that says, "Hey, when you activate a quick play spell, target three quick plays in your in your in your graveyard." Yeah, put it on the bottom of the deck and draw the same number that you put up, up to three. So, let's just say I activate three quick plays. On the last one, I use Runic Fountain. I put three back, draw three cards. And you know what makes it even more broken? The Runic Fountain says, hey, you know those quick play spells that you wouldn't normally be able to activate on your opponent's turn? Well, guess what? It's free reign now, buddy. Activate them whenever you want. That, in itself, makes the deck infinitely better so if anything i think this deck could be a really good sleeper deck and for those of you disgusting pigs that like to play mystic mind burn this is the deck for you honestly highly recommend this deck i will be picking this deck up eventually i want to wait for the prices to die down hopefully hopefully people stop being good with it so I can like pick up the card slowly because I, I really do like the archetype. I think it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I those are the three archetypes from Labyrinth. And did I just say labyrinth? I meant tactical masters. Holy moly dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, tactical Masters is an interesting set. I don't see it doing too much to the meta we already have, um, which is shifting by the way. Um, But I definitely think for these three decks to take advantage, they need time and a good ban list. And depending on what they hit in the ban list, these decks could definitely see more play, except probably Valiant because it sucks. But Labyrinth already was in a top cut, and that leads us into our next segment. So today was the Chalice Line Monthly. Um, and if you guys don't know the Chow Slime Monthly, uh, MBT YGO or MBT Yu-Gi-Oh! If you don't watch him, please watch him. He's hilarious. Um, awesome content. Awesome dude. Just watch it. So, um, he holds a monthly tournament, um, at which he gets a bunch of people in. And they duke it out. And they play to play, right? But, um, it also is kind of like a meta, like, analysis to the point because something really cool about that is um like a lot of the people will play like the newest upcoming deck so you can kind of see like what's happening so um we'll go over kind of the little results so for august 22 so this is top 16 i believe hold up nah yes top 16 so five were to relevant which i think we were we were expecting that four sprites now, this is interesting. This tells us that element is starting to slowly beat out Sprite a little bit. I think we're seeing that in a lot of tournament results as well. I am very interested to see how that coming along. Because a lot of us, including me, thought Sprite was going to be the tier 0 deck of the format, right? We were expecting it, and now it's, it's not doing too hot like it, it, it's there it's definitely a tier one deck but it's not it's not being up to relevant and i think a lot of that comes with people wanting to beat your deck so they're hiding all the hate for you so i, I think that's what that really is so next we had two math mech math mech is a really cool deck this format if you're looking for a cheap uh tier two rogue I, i'm not gonna put in rogue actually it's too good to be rogue I say Tier 1.5 in my opinion, but some people want to put it on Tier 2, so I understand. Um, Math Mecca is definitely cool. It's very cheap. Um, I'm sure the only thing it's decently expensive is the Super Factorials. Um, But other than that, pretty cheap deck. Um, The next one is Rika. I personally have been on Rika, and I love the deck. I think it's very, very, very good. Um, I was on it before it got big with the European Nationals. But if you're a budget player, don't even attempt. <laughs> don't even attempt. Uh, trust me, I picked up a Glamour when it was 19, and now they're going for 50. Um, but yeah, don't, don't pick up this deck if you're a budget player. I recommend staying away. Um, next is Flu Fluanderees. The boys never die. Flunder best deck, boys. Um, I will always be Flunder player at heart, and so anytime I can see a Flunder in top cut, I'm happy. Next is Adventure Virtual World, which I... That's a really cool one, actually. Um, I have not seen Virtual World in forever because I feel like the deck's kind of dead. But uh, I guess we'll have to see the list when it comes out because I know there was someone who really liked Virtual World to listen to me, so shout out to you. you. You you found you found your spotlight, man. Virtual World is coming out, although I will say it is Adventure Virtual World, so if you have the Adventure stuff, you could play this list. And... Like I was saying, a brand new deck made it to the top 16, and that was Labyrinth, with um, one Labyrinth. Labyrinth is one of the decks I said that would be very good, and here it is, top 16. However, I'm not done, because what you didn't notice was any Runic, right? Well, you would be wrong if you weren't playing Runic, because... What is actually happening is Sprite Runic is in the top cut. Yes, (laughs) the Runic is an engine for Sprite just because. And I think that's insane. And I am scared for all of you and all of me because this is a scary world we live in when Runic gets mixed with a level 2 engine that's already busted. (laughs) Two busted engines together. What could go wrong, right? Um, but yeah, I think that's all for the Chalice Slime Monthly, and I definitely want to give uh MBT another shout out. Really love the content. Um just please check them out. Um, do I have anything else? Uh really pressing. Um, I don't think so. Um let me think. Ooh. Oh, did I talk about the Puries? I feel like I did talk about the Puries. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm really tired. Had a long day, okay. Um, let's think, thinking, thinking, thinking on this. Oh, I know what we could do. Questions. Let's go. I'm glad that you guys ask questions because this helps me keep me happy. All right. So from uh, Gam- Gambus, Gambus. I'm sorry. I probably fucked up your name really bad, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> um would it be worth going to a tournament if you don't have any meta cards i definitely think it would be still worth going um i think a lot of people get really scared when they're going into their first locals because i get it it's, it's an anxiety problem right i i can tell you it was really hard for me going for the first time and especially if, if you don't have like the best deck and, and that's okay like Oh is subjectively fun for different people for different reasons and i think you if you want to go to locals and play labyrinth go do it if if you want to go to locals and hold up i'm going to quote somebody in my twitter dms uh, lucid plays Yu-Gi-Oh. if you want to play ghost tricks or um, cyber dark or if you want to play gunkin Magicy, any of those decks go play it because 100% going to Yu-Gi-Oh locals is is better than just like never going and saying like oh i just don't have the cards to compete and yes that may be true however it's more of getting the experience and also i think when you click with a community they're more often than not going to help you get those cards they'll give you good prices on them they're willing to help um i know personally for my locals like they gave me hand traps and stuff like they they were really like willing to help out like a new player. And I definitely think you should go Gambius for whatever reason you want to go for. If you want to stomp and be toxic, then you go do that. If you want to play a really fun deck that you're really into and that you really enjoy, you should go do that. Like a hundred percent. I think going to locals is better than not going. And honestly, I think before going to Locals, I would just play test a little bit. You know, just uh, get on, like, Dueling Book. Well, actually, I don't recommend Dueling Book if you're new. Um, don't, don't do not Dueling Book. <laughs> but um, maybe uh, YGO Omega or maybe uh, Dueling Nexus online and just, like, playtesting. Just having a little bit of fun. Um, also, uh, if you're going for your first time, like, you can look up deck profiles and stuff. And any of the hand traps that you don't have, you can take them. And you can replace them by just, like, good cards that are really cheap. Like, for example, uh, when I played uh, Diamond Wrestlers for the first time, like when I brought when I went to my first locals, I did not have Ash Blossoms, right? I didn't have Ash Blossoms. I didn't have Effect Veilers. So what I did is I just replaced them with, like, Traps. So, for example, instead of playing three Ash, I played three Compulse and three Torrential for the three Effect Veiler, right? Just playing good cards instead. And a lot of times you can find the cheap cards for, like, nothing. Also, what I also recommend doing is if you're looking for cheap cards, a lot of times going to like a local, sometimes like I know for my area, local comic shops and stuff have like giant bulk bins and you can go through the stuff. And a lot of times they'll do like a 10 cents a common or something. And I mean, you can find a lot of like good stuff in that bulk and then like flip it for like better stuff. Like I do that all the time. Um, God rest my soul because looking through bulk is like pure hell. Um, but yeah, I think you should totally go and I think you should have fun. And if you need any help or any recommendations, hit me up on Twitter. Like I'm always here to help. So, um, I think 26 minutes is pretty good guys. I, I know I'm working on the longer episodes. Uh, I tried using a new audio, uh, I think I talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but I tried using a new audio recording software, and it just shit out of me and would just not work. Um, And also, I have a guest lined up soon? It's not like a big guest. Uh, I just wanted to get a friend on the podcast, you know, because I know it gets probably irritating just to hear me talk about stupid stuff, but I appreciate you guys listening for this long. And again, um, I'm going to be at the... Kentucky regional on September 16th, 17th. So hit me up. We can play test, like just meet. I'll like take pictures, even though you probably don't want to take pictures of me. Just keep it low key, you know, but um, yeah, just hang out. I'm, I'm cool with anything, you know? So uh, after that, thank you guys for listening to MetaKiller's podcast. So what can you do to support the podcast? Number one, share me, please. Like share me. I, I would love to just like, Have random people hit me up on DMs and be like, hey, yo, I listen to your podcast. Love it. I love that. Also, number two, I leave like a little poll at the end of every episode, like in the Spotify comments, if you guys listen on Spotify. And you can like write a question, and I'll end up answering it on the next podcast, kind of like I did with Gambius today. Um, And then number three, follow me on Twitter. It's at at KillermetaYGO. And after that, folks... I'd like to say is, as much as Nash hates me to say this, flunder best deck, plant second best deck.